You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what was going on in her house? Was she really living with the spirits of 10 Civil War ghosts? This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Share those stories with us if you want to call them in. The number is 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you'd rather listen without the commercials, you can become a premium subscriber. You'll also get advanced episodes and access to the archive. You can sign up through Apple Podcasts. You can sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or go to ghostpodcast.com. And Kathy Gordon's here with me today. You know, we can make this a real short episode. My answer is yes. She's living with 10 (laughs) Civil War ghosts. Let's add to the episode real quick. Um, (laughs) If you want to, do you want to live with the spirits of 10 Civil War ghosts? Oh, my gosh. You know, I love these Civil War stories. I am absolutely fascinated. No, I, do, I don't live want to with live with them? 10 Civil War ghosts. I'm not sure I even want to live with one. You know, I, I love these stories, when the, these Civil War stories, when we hear about them. And, you know, the, the those days were just so traumatic and so full of, you know, angst and, and you know, terror that it's just little wonder that these people can't properly rest. Exactly. And we've had conversations about that because I've talked to different, um, like Fort Mifflin in in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. and That was a good one. That mm-hmm. was interesting. But, you know, these are people who left this earth with unfinished business. You Absolutely. Know, it wasn't like they could call home. They couldn't contact their loved ones. You know, somehow letters are going back and forth. I don't even know how they made that work back then. You know, it would take weeks to get a letter. You're in miserable, horrific conditions. You know, they weren't properly attired for the weather. In a strange land, a strange place you've never been in before. Very hostile. Some of it's just God-forsaken, you know, just you're in horrible conditions. Super hot, muggy, buggy, swampy areas or whatever. You just think about the conditions were so horrendous. Like you said, unfinished. Their lives were cut short. Uh, they left, you know, great loves here. 
And that just doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. You know, that cannot just cease to be when you love people like you love your family and, you know. And no way of telling them goodbye. You You know, that, that can't just quit. Sometime while I was in college, I was watching TV late at night in my mom's room while she was working the night shift at the ER. I was obviously watching a paranormal TV show. It was around two or three in the morning, so my nerves were already on end. I'm just going to add in, I cannot do that. I, I used to be able to sit up and watch ghost stories at night. I can't do it anymore. I have to weigh it. Is this something I can handle, mm-hmm. you know, tonight or yeah. not? Because some things are interesting, but I don't find them incredibly scary. I just find them more fascinating, you know. Then other things are super scary, and then those are... But honest to God, you guys, usually with me, it's more of a, a real live person scary thing. True like crime. serial killers. Yeah. yeah. Tr- I find true crime scarier. I did watch a documentary on Yogi Berra last night on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I would have recommended it to anybody. It's really good. That's the yeah. kind of stuff I watch before I go to bed because I love I, love I can't have I love those I love sports documentaries. I don't know why. Yeah, so but good. It was so good. Yeah. So this says for some background, my house is completely new and was built on untouched land in a suburb in Kansas City. Weird paranormal things at the house have happened before, such as doors opening, weird noises happening, etc. And these usually happened in my mom's room whenever my younger brother Joey and I were together and alone in the house. Before this major incident that I'm writing about, my brother and I were in the living room one day, watching TV sometime in the middle of the afternoon. We heard heavy, slow footsteps above us walking diagonally in one direction, and it stopped once it reached the end of the room. We freaked out. But things like that happened more frequently before this incident. I was watching TV and I felt a heavy, tense feeling around me. I became super uncomfortable and I felt that something was in the bathroom, which was to the right of my mom's bed. The bathroom is wide and empty, but I felt that this heavy feeling was coming from the bathroom, that something was in there looking at me. After staring towards the bathroom, I felt that something came closer to my right shoulder like it was standing by the bedside. My arm hair stood up and I felt that the sounds of my own breathing were bouncing off something that was right beside me. And acoustics do change when somebody stands right next to you. I became so scared that I slowly turned towards the left and while I was doing that, I glimpsed in the hallway and loft area towards the end of the room which was pitch black and I saw a white curtain like curtain like thing zoom from the right to the left where my brother's room was I yelled and ran out of the bed I yelled and ran out of bed to tell my brother who was downstairs sleeping and we were both scared the rest of the night A few weeks later, I was back at college, and my mom told me that she was worried that my younger brother was too scared to stay at home alone while she worked the night shifts. So she invited some of her co-workers who claimed to be ghost investigators over, and they surveyed the house with some paranormal gadgets. Even though I had my own experience, I laughed at the idea of people waving ghost remotes around my house. Turns out, they found paranormal presences in my house. 
They said 10 Civil War soldiers resided there. One of them had a heart attack and another had an amputated leg. They said that they were mostly good, but were keeping one supposedly malicious spirit away from us. The scariest part was when my mom told me that they found a 30-year-old woman in a white dress in the loft area. I don't know anything about the history of the land that my house was built on, and I have no idea whether there was a civil war act and I have no idea whether there was civil war activity in that area, but I believe my experience was real and I will never forget the tense feeling I had before seeing the woman's white dress flutter across the hall. Thanks for reading this and I hope it makes this show Mia. Well, I will start out by saying absolutely yes, you had civil war activity in your area. Oh, yeah. It's known as Bleeding Kansas. Yeah, there's documented Civil War activity in Kansas And that Kansas and Missouri line, right where she's living in a suburb on Kansas Kansas City. So either she's in Missouri or she's in Kansas, but there was a lot of tension because at the time they wanted Kansas to be a free state. Missouri was a slave state. So there was all this tension. And Yeah, because Missouri wanted Kansas to be a slave state. As well, yes. And so there were people that lived in Kansas that wanted to be a slave state. And then there were people in Kansas that wanted to be a free state. And what happened was, I think they just thought in Washington, well, we just let people pick. And that's what they did. We'll like, let you them can decide. decide. You right? can decide. And what happened was, was then everyone started to descend on Kansas and move here to sway it. Or the people from Missouri would come over into Kansas and terrorize yep. people in Kansas, and it went back and forth, right? We had the whole John Brown thing happen and all that. But there were battles right in Kansas City, the Battle of Westport. Yeah. Would be one. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and then right out. And so those troops would have um, camped somewhere right out there. Mm-hmm. Could have been outside of that, you know, the city. And there would have definitely been malicious spirits. Like, I could see how Civil War ghosts, like there was somebody from the other side, like these guys were one side, this guy's that side. There was just a lot of activity in that area. So absolutely something could have happened where her house was built. John Brown pretty much, you know, even though he was an abolitionist, he didn't, you know, have problems killing people or, Mm -hmm. you know, planning major attacks on people and things uh, to get what he wanted passed. Well, and it's interesting because I did an episode on the Grave Talks in Lawrence, Kansas, is not far from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And they built this. It's the Eldridge Hotel. And when they built it, they built it and it was named the Free State Hotel. So this was like 1860s. They build this hotel and name it the Free State Hotel just to taunt those people. It was like, this is a beacon and we are sending this out. This is a free state. And mm-hmm. they Burned it down the next day. Yeah, Montreal came over and they burned it down. Mm -hmm. So that whole area, like there was a lot of brutal fighting. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't. Definitely. And just because, you know, it's a new house, we've all talked about that before, you know, that we, you just don't know because they, that could have been where people camped, Mm -hmm. that they had camps there. You, You just, you absolutely do not know what happened in that those locations before things were built. So definitely there was civil war activity. So, I, I mean, 
the fact that somebody would say that I think is pretty interesting. And and they did confirm, you know, she saw this white fabric-like thing. And then they're like, oh, yeah, there's a woman wearing a white dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think she, they might have hired some pretty good paranormal investigators for that. They really might have. And there are some good ones in that area, so... I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think that's an interesting story. Yeah. Well, here's our next story. Hi, this is Skylar. I'm from a small town in Southern Illinois. Um, and I've got a lot of multiple experiences. I've had them since I was young. But this one's about one of my friends who passed away. And we were all getting ready to go into college, which was like three or four years ago. And um, he ended up getting in a really bad car accident. And it killed him on impact the other driver was under the influence of multiple substances but um so to start off we went to his funeral right and it was us and our entire group of friends and we walked up there and um we as soon as we got close to the casket the entire light like all the electricity went out in the building which is weird because they have backup generators but it didn't really like we didn't think about it at the time, so we didn't get to see him in the casket, which we kind of thought that was his way of, like, not wanting us to have that last memory of him. But, you know, a few months later, I was kind of feeling down about it, you know, and I was just really, really upset because, like, he was just such a genuine person. Like, his smile always lit up the room, and, you know, I was, like, crying and super upset. But the next day, me and my friend were getting ready to play you know, a game on our Xbox, and I had just bought a brand new controller, so it's not like the controller was old or broken or had any, like, issues with the joystick sticking or anything like that, but I'm walking into my room, and, like, my friend's screen is up to see, like, their username, and I see that the select option starts like going through all of the names and it's like tick 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 and stops on his username and i'm like well that's odd but you know i was gonna play around with it because like i said i've had experiences before and so i was like well if you're here like and if this is you do it again but do it three times again and then stop on your name and it did it again so I FaceTimed my friend because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, dreaming or something. This is crazy. And I showed her it, and, I mean, we just broke down in tears. But all those negative feelings and that bad just, like, sadness immediately went away, and it was almost like a feeling of relief. But thanks for listening to my story. I've listened to the show for probably a year now, and I just really enjoy listening to everybody else's experiences, and I love you guys, but thanks for listening. So what do you think about her story? I definitely think there is a connection. Well, you know, I think it was interesting, the timing of the power outage. Now, could it just be that it happened right then? It could be, but it's kind of weird it did. Yes. Right there. Um, I thought it was, I kind of loved her explanation for it. Yeah. You know, that that wasn't the last memory of him that he wanted them to see. Yeah. Because that is true. I think when you see somebody in a casket, 
that really resonates. It really sticks with you. It's hard to get that. You know, it takes a long time to get past that picture in your head and back to the person they were when they were alive. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. And so they were kind of blessed to have that happen right there. So that, like she said, he was a person who just lit up the room. And that's how she remembers him. And of course, she's going to have good days and bad days. Absolutely. You know, and have those down days. But as far as it just ticking through names on its own and landing on his is really weird. That And that, like, okay, so lights going out, that's one thing could happen. I think it's weird. Mm -hmm. But I would actually lean towards... He had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But that scrolling through and landing on his name, that to me has to be him. More than one time. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, mean, there is zero reason that would happen. And it shouldn't be scrolling through on its own anyway. And then the yeah. fact that it is, and it could have landed on any number of names, and it would land on his name of all people. I agree. I think that was his way. He was probably a gamer. And, you know, that was his way of coming back to say, love you guys, thinking about you, I'm okay, I'm on the other side, and doing it through the Xbox Mm -hmm. or the PlayStation or whatever they use, don't you think? Yeah, and don't you think, too, that they're, you know, maybe for him that was an an easy thing to manipulate from the other side? I don't mm-hmm. know how that shit works, but it seems like turning on and off lights could be an easy thing to do. Well, electronics seems yeah. to be something that they that that it does happen with. You know, we were talking on a, another episode recently about maybe that some people have a hard time coming directly to you uh, because your grief is so deep. Yeah, like you can't you can't get out of it, and so they can't just come right to you. So, what would be a way they could? Well, through games. That's something you guys did together. You know, you're going to sit down in a game. And how can I let them know it's me? Well, I can't think of a more obvious one than my name. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I I think for that one, you don't really have to. It's not like, did that really happen? Do you think it could be? No, I think it absolutely was him. I do, too. I think you take that as a sign. And I think you take it as a sign that he's saying, hey, love you, girl. Yeah, that's what I think, you know, too. I'm okay. I think it's a beautiful gift and, yep. a, and a little connection that was very special. And, and he's letting you know he always thought you were special. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't just show up for anybody. No. Right? So he's he's saying, you were special. You meant a lot to me. I'm going to take the time to come back and say... You know, I'm okay. It's okay. You can have a happy... You can smile. You can laugh. It's all good. Not to say you're not going to have down days still, but, you know, sometimes we we get to laughing and then we feel guilty. Yeah. We're having fun, you you know. I think he's telling you, jump in here, play games, have fun, be you. I'm okay. And maybe if her gaming skills are average, she can ask for his help. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's true, too. Because if he can get through that way, it's like, really, I cannot get through this fifth level. You've got to help me with this. Brad, come on. I need a little help. 
I'm yeah, just jump thinking, in, dude. I'm just thinking, you know, if he can do that, he can. And then he will you. probably laugh and go, I, I'll do a lot of things for you, but I ain't going that far. Or he might say, absolutely. I'm going to turn you into <laughs> the best damn gamer on the planet. So if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. Call it in at 855-853-4802. Write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to go commercial free with the show, you can. You'll also get advanced episodes and access to the archive by becoming a premium subscriber. Do that through Apple Podcasts. Sign up through patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening. <laughs>